This is the Sport Market, featuring the bulls and bears of sport business from coast to coast. Here's your host, Tom Manette. Hour four of the program on a mega weekend of sport in Vancouver, the Lower Mainland, and British Columbia. You've got Hockey Night in Canada at Rogers Arena in a game that has Western Conference implications for the Vancouver Canucks, who are 7-2-1, and and the Dallas Stars, who are 7-1-1. Second consecutive Saturday night where you've got a notable matchup that way between winning teams. You've got the BC Lions kicking things off with a Western Divisional semifinal against the Calgary Stampeders at BC Place Stadium. Imagine the traffic the demand for parking and uh, restaurant uh, lineups in the 6 o'clock hour because you've got a 3.30 p.m. kickoff Pacific time in the CFL game. That 6 o'clock hour, you're going to see all those tens of thousands of fans leaving BC Place, some of them going to Rogers Arena, and then you got incoming traffic in the way of the Canucks audience at Rogers Arena it's a good day for public transit. We'll get into that with Chris May, the general manager of BC Place and, of course, part of the Stout team at Pavco. We've also got MLS playoff soccer. And for, for the first time in franchise history, the Vancouver Whitecaps in, in MLS franchise history are opening up the Upper Bowl at BC Place. That's tomorrow. Tough opposition in the form of LAFC. But this would be a lot worse if it was a two-game total point series like the old concept. Uh, 5-2 was game one. They got back to 0-0, but the Whitecaps have a must-win. They're facing elimination. That's all happening this weekend. Two playoff games and a meaningful NHL game that a lot of people wouldn't think would be this meaningful back in the day. Again, Chris May of BC Place, its general manager. He'll talk about the impact what the building is doing to accommodate the traffic flow of fans and vehicles uh, in the area, uh, in the district, so to speak, the way Chris May uh, d- describes it. Uh, we will also have Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com going around the horn with us on the major sport franchises in Vancouver. And we'll also get to our p- closing bell commentary, um, a little bit of a uh, preview of next week's Toronto Sport Card X. Expo, which is a big deal for Ken Richardson and his team at Pastime Sports and Games. They're celebrating their grand opening this weekend of the new store in Langley, and they've got a major booth at the International Centre in Mississauga, Ontario next week. So a lot to get to here on the sport market, including the headlines in this morning's Sun Sports. Extra, extra. Welcome to Weekend Extra with Sun Sports, presented by the Vancouver Sun. Seriously, West Coast. We're joined in a quick weekend extra with Sun Sports by Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger, talking Patrick Johnson, who's got the section page story uh, in the sports section, the hard copy of the paper, and online at uh, VancouverSun.com. This is the hottest Vancouver Canucks start, best opening to the season after 10 games. Since 2005, 2006, guys, that's almost two decades. That's a big deal. Aziz Rajwani, uh, really, the buzz is such that 
it's reminding us of what NHL hockey contender style and in this case, at least even playoff possibility style can be. Yeah, and it's reminding us of the run in 2011. I mean, we're not at that stage yet, but the kind of, you know, excitement that there was in the city, the the the, the jerseys that you saw, the expressions, outward expressions of everything that the Canucks represent. You know, I even find myself listening up to 1130 at night till the last possible moment or getting up really early and listening to what the Canucks what was said about the Canucks the day before on 650 sometimes, and that's been rare. I used, I remember way back when on Team 1040, I used to go to bed at, at night with, uh, who did I go to bed at night with? Uh, you don't have to get into all of that. And I'd get up in the morning with Scott Rintoul because every morning you were Oh, boy, Scotty's on, busted. On midnight till midnight the night before you were listening What's our friend's name? I'm, Bob I'm the Booch Marjanovic, no, no, probably. No, no, Rob no. Faye. No, he's he's with Sakaris and Price right now. Uh, it starts with a oh, D. Jeff Patterson. Jeff Pat, sorry, JP. Yeah, Jeff Patterson. Go to bed with him, wake up with Scott Rintoul, and it was consistent. It's the same thing now. I'm waking up with Halford and Bruff, 6 a.m. every morning. Whether I'm actually up or not, I have it programmed to kind of listen to it, right? Listen, I, I got to tell you, you're very, very comfortable with your manhood. That's all really, really good stuff. Uh, John Festinger, uh, we don't have to know who you were going to bed with or waking up with in the morning. We know it's a, a consistent, a consistent, uh, uh, you know, for the last uh, how many years now? 30 years? 31 years. 30, so, 30, 31 yeah, years. pretty clear. But listen, from 2002 to 2010, the whole building period to the 2011 Stanley Cup, uh, this is not, this is where the business of sport is different from most businesses because when you're working for a winning team there's nothing like it it is so fun and rewarding isn't it it's incredible but sobering thought you mentioned 2005 2006 this is our hottest start since then did we make the playoffs that year no we didn't so and that it went right up to the last day do I think we'll make the playoffs this year? Absolutely, because we're playing excellently on both sides of the puck. John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani here for Weekend Extra with Sun Sports. Uh, uh, certainly, it's a golden day for Canadian track. Uh, uh, Charles Philbert uh, Thibodeau, um, uh, that is the masthead story and the hard copy of the newspaper, Section E, and of course, online at uh, VancouverSun.com. Never would have thought uh, I'd see this headline, but uh, Bill Belichick heads the list of NFL coaches on the hot seat. Uh, It is really interesting uh, how far Robert Kraft will go. I still believe Belichick leaves on his terms, but he's certainly on the hot seat because he was obviously a driving force in the drafting as well. Obviously, you know, he's accountable for that. But we have Josh Harris expressing this week that he wouldn't, you know, that he might be interested in, in signing Belichick. So, you know, Kraft will treat Belichick properly. They'll come to a mutual agreement, whether that's quote-unquote amicable or not, like with the Canucks, who knows, but uh, I think they'll work things out. Josh Harris has got to be careful, though, because that is explicitly tampering, you know, to be able to say that. uh, It would be just like, hey, we'd love to sign this guy when he's a free agent. That's, you know, clearly, uh, clearly tampering. Uh, James James Harden making uh, headlines again on the section page. Uh, The question of whether the Canucks are going to be buyers or sellers. Uh, It's going to be the most relevant time 
it's 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 a question in 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 recent years, but that's what Patrick Johnson has mapped out in the in the Canucks uh, mailbag, and of course, do or die time for the Caps in Game Two against LAFC. We've talked about it this hour, guys. That's also uh, being set up in this morning's edition of the Vancouver Sun, including the BC Lions ready to rewrite some old storylines. Three thirty p.m. kickoff at BC Place, and listen. Of four down football on Sunday because you got the early game from Frankfurt, Germany, the two regular midday games, and then primetime Sunday night football. But in addition to the BC Lions three down football style, you've got the T Birds. Uh, playing the visiting Bisons at the on the road to the Vanier Cup. Steve Ewan has that story. We'll hear from Steve Ewan at the bottom of the hour here as well. And of course, what a weekend for the NFL. That is previewed in Sun Sports. If you haven't already picked up your paper, pick it up um, at your favorite grocery store or certainly check things out at VancouverSun.com. Guys, that's all the time we have for Weekend Extra this week. Big shout out and thank you to Aziz Rajwan of the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management, and to John Festinger uh, at uh, the uh, UBC uh, Law School, uh, TRU in Kamloops, BC, and of course the Vancouver-based law firm of Chandler, Fogden, Lyman. He's former Executive Vice President of Business Operations for Connect Sports and Entertainment. Go Lions, Knucks, Caps. You know, I'm the only relief about that is he didn't try and make it a poem and he didn't try to sing around it. But big shout and thank you otherwise. Uh, on behalf of Tina Farah and I, of course, very happy to have you along for the ride here on the sport market. Joining the bus next up is the general manager of the busiest stadium in Vancouver, the busiest stadium in Canada this weekend. We're talking Chris May of BC Place. He joins us next here as we're rating and debating the bulls and bears of sport business on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. Now more of the sport market. Rating and debating the bulls and bears of sports business. This is a mega weekend of sport, and hence it becomes a mega weekend of the business of sport here in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada, especially in the downtown sports and entertainment district, or as uh, Chris May likes to call, the district in and around BC Place. It's a really special community, and I'll tell you, it'll be large-sized this weekend. It'll be oversized this weekend because you got the BC Lions playing the Calgary Stampeders in the Western Divisional Semifinal, kickoff 3.30 p.m. PT. Then 7 o'clock or 7.08 puck drop at Rogers Arena, a meaningful, very meaningful NHL regular season game between the 7-1-1 Dallas Stars and the 7-2-1 Vancouver Canucks. Second consecutive week on Hockey Night in Canada that the late game and the doubleheader has got, you know, two winning teams squaring off against each other. And then it shifts into another gear on Sunday with the Vancouver Whitecaps hosting LAFC in MLS Cup Game 2 Best of 3 Playoff Series. So two playoff games and a meaningful NHL regular season game. Quite a bit of buzz, especially in the 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock hour tonight when one game is ending at BC Place, the other one beginning at Rogers Arena. And someone who obviously is having as much fun as any and all of us, but 
with an eye to smooth operations is the general manager of BC Place, Chris May, a part of the dynamic team at Pavco, uh, who are stepping up to the challenge and, of course, having a lot of fun here. And, Chris, I got to tell you, this is work. This is a job. There's a lot of logistics you and your team got to keep your eyes on. But uh, this is when the business of sport is unlike any other business. It's just darn fun, isn't it? It is absolutely, Tom. Great to chat with you again. Thanks, thanks so much for having me on. It uh, an incredibly exciting weekend, and and things rarely rarely line up like this. I mean, first time since both teams have played in BC Place and and the MLS era that both teams have been in the playoffs, and these games landed one after the other. The Canucks are on one of their best starts in ever, and definitely in recent memory. And then they're, I mean, ten one against San Jose the other night. I mean, the team's on fire. So. It's great for the people of Vancouver. It's great for the district, you say. And, and Tom, I look back at both the events we've had and the runway we've got ahead of us, like back to Labor Cup in in September, Invictus 2025, Grey Cup next year. Like This city is really, really coming together on the global stage, and, and it's brilliant. We're talking to Chris May, General Manager of BC Place. Chris, over the last couple of days, what, if anything, has kept you awake at night thinking of the responsibility of smooth hosting of these two important playoff games for the Lions Saturday and the Whitecaps Sunday? It's just been making sure that things go smooth, and it's been trying to support those teams um, in, in having the most successful weekend possible. Both teams are going up into the fourth level, which is which is great. Both have sold you know record numbers of tickets for for their games. We also had a big event yesterday, Tom. Uh, we had you know forty people from FIFA from Zurich fly in, spending a day meeting us with us at the stadium with with staff from the city of Vancouver about the World Cup. So for us at the stadium, it wasn't just the two days. Yesterday was a massive day for us as as well. So just bringing that together and focusing on everything going smoothly, people being safe and and people having a great experience. Now, what are the biggest challenges from a GM's point of view in terms of operating the building with, as you mentioned, you know, second deck, upper deck uh, 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 capacity and overflow for both games? Uh, What are the things that you and your team have, have trouble shot, so to speak, to be prepared for? Well, I think there's there's two things, and I, I want to state first of all that I I don't have a lot to do with the the day to day operations. Our our assistant general manager and, and director of guest events and uh, sorry of guest experience and events, Jenna Vesterman, and, and our director of facility operations, Nick Montpetit, and, and our head of director of safety and security, Lisa. They all do a, a phenomenal job. So it's really them that are that are dealing with it, but. The reality around playoff games are different in the regular season. The time the teams need in the building, um, you know, what they require, especially in the CFL from a, a CBA standpoint about, you know, practices and access, flipping that building overnight from a playoff setup of CFL to a playoff setup in, in MLS, which is more requirements from the leagues and the teams, is, is just a challenge to bring that together. The teams you know, made a decision as, as we try and allow them to go as late as possible and are they going to go into the fourth level or not, they're going in. Well, then we have to make sure the concessions are prepared, that staff are hired to welcome people, that we've got enough extra security on. So those are all the, the logistical and, and reality of those issues. You know, our team works very hard with Rogers Arena on combined 
event nights to ensure that the right level of police and traffic management is happening. And, and we always have a keen eye to parking and public transportation. So we keep all of that in mind on, on a big weekend like this. We're talking to Chris May, General Manager of BC Place on this mega weekend of sports in downtown Vancouver. Canucks, Stars, Saturday night, Lions, Stampeders, CFL, Western Divisional, semifinal, Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday afternoon, it's the Vancouver Whitecaps taking on the billion-dollar club that is the LAFC, uh, facing elimination, but also just one game away from a decisive third game. Chris, when you look at uh, uh, all the buzz around both franchises opening up the Upper Bowl, a lot of fans might not realize it, but that has to be done very purposefully. It's not just a question of saying, oh, yeah, okay, begin selling tickets. The manifest needs to be changed and accommodated. You need to make, as you mentioned, those additional security provisions. What's the single most important thing to you to a smooth opening of the upper deck for both games, Lions and Whitecaps? It's our staffing, without a doubt. It's making sure... We have an incredible team of event staff, security, first aid, hosting, environmental services that are casual uh, staff for us and that just come in and work events. And it's making sure those people are in place. Those are the people that make a difference to the good experience of BC Place. Those are the people that have a smile on the face, that scan your ticket, that welcome you in and make sure you find where you need to go. And and it's done in a friendly and, and welcoming manner. So without question for us. The most important thing is our team and our people and getting the right people in place to, to serve the guests that will be up there and, and ensure the, the experience they have is positive. It's certainly not lost on you as a veteran of the business and related sectors that the better the experience that BC Place provides the Whitecaps tomorrow and the Lions today, the better selling opportunities for both franchises as your partners and as your tenants. Absolutely. And we work together with them every day to try and, you know, improve the experience and make sure that we can do things that that they can go and sell or or are beneficial to them. We came together with both teams this weekend to do a great setup on Terry Fox Plaza. It'll be a massive beer garden and patio out there. It's tented. It's dry if it's raining. People can come down. I I think the Lions are doing breakfast sandwiches and stuff out there this morning, and there'll be drinks available anytime it opens. Today, that's opening at noon, uh, tomorrow, similar time, and, and people can come out and just spend the, the afternoon here and, and hang out before the game and take in some of that atmosphere. And those types of things are, are both helpful to the teams but helpful to us at the stadium as well and, and support the experience of people. So that's what we're looking at. We've got BC Place GM Chris May for another two minutes here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, the Sportsnet Radio Network and the Sport Market Radio Network. Chris, uh, uh, Steve Ewan, of course, interviewed you, interviewed me, interviewed Ian Tostenson and a couple of other uh, people to get their perspectives on this mega weekend. One of the points I made is that if there's ever a weekend where you should strongly consider public transit it is this weekend especially if you got tickets to both the lions and the canucks on saturday what's your advice to uh, customers to visitors uh, to guests about some of the plans they can make to make their experience a little bit smoother a little bit safer i think public transport tom is is really important and and a great piece of advice for this weekend parking's going to be limited down here as as it is for for a lot of our events you know our our location, and I think this is true for Rogers too, is both our, our greatest asset and one of our biggest challenges, especially when it comes to, to large events and multiple nights happening down or events happening down here at, at one time or on, 
one night. So I would even recommend people if they're coming, you know, and coming over from, from north or west van on the sea bus that they just walk over from the stations. You know, I, I live quite close to the, the stadium in, in East Vancouver, and I walk to work. It's about a half-hour walk. So I walk in, so I'm not bringing my car, and that would be the biggest uh, recommendation, I think, to get to get things out of here. The nice thing, actually, today especially is the staggering of games. So while that time between the end of the Lions game and the beginning of the Canucks game is going to be really heavy, at least both games aren't letting out at the exact same moment, which also gives people the opportunity. And I know quite a few that are going to the Lions game and then got their tickets for, for the Canucks tonight and they're going to walk across the street and see them. You know, it's sports fan heaven. Listen, Chris, thank you so much, given everything that's on your plate, on your team's plate, for taking time out to be with us. Uh, and also, uh, uh, best of luck for a really special weekend for Vancouver and its sports fans and, and quite frankly, sports fans throughout the uh, Lower Mainland. The most exciting news of all, of course, is that Kansas City Chiefs uh, tight end Travis Kelsey will probably be at BC Place next uh, next December of 2024. And I say that, of course, with a big smile on my face because we've been talking about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift uh, on this show and just the cross-promotional impact that's had on social and digital and elsewhere. Uh, certainly, it's a little bit too early to be forecasting a Travis Kelsey sighting, but you definitely Definitely will have Taylor Swift uh, sightings for three straight nights at BC Place next December. We will indeed. You know, Tom, a couple of minutes ago you said we've got two minutes left, and I thought in my brain, this may be the only conversation I have this week that doesn't include Taylor Swift, but uh, <laughs> not to be the case. Actually, I had briefly forgotten about the sports connection with Travis. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be the middle of the Chiefs season, so I-, I would be surprised if he's here on a weekend, but... We will have Taylor for three nights, December 6th, 7th, and 8th next year. Um, you know, a lot of people put work into that. I mean, the Premier reached out and did a video. Minister Popham reached out. We, you know, we obviously were doing our best. And, and thankfully, I think Taylor heard that, heard it from the Swifties throughout Western Canada. And her and our team decided that they'd add a few more dates to the tour and come here. And, and we just couldn't be more thrilled um, of what it's going to do, about the economic impact it's going to make throughout the downtown core in, in December, which is a traditionally slow time for us. So, yeah, we're uh, we're pretty excited. Congratulations on that get on behalf of the city, the province, and and Western Canada. And thanks so much again for taking the time out. Uh, uh, I'm glad that I continued the streak of uh, Swifty mentions in all your conversations this week. You You take care, Chris. All the best. Enjoy the weekend. Have fun with it. Thank you very much, Tom. We're going to see you down here. Uh, you know what? I am trying to figure out how I do that and a grand opening of a special partner and friend at Pastime Sports and Games in Langley. But uh, uh, you can you can best believe uh, that if you see my uh, cell phone number come up again, I'm probably uh, looking to see if I can still buy some tickets at the front office. Well, we'll make sure you're taken care of. Thank you so much for having me, Tom, and a great weekend for Vancouver. We couldn't be more excited. All the best. He is Christopher May, the GM of BC Place, uh, the epicenter of this mega sports weekend, which we'll get into with Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com next on the sport market on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. You're listening to The Sport Market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Manette. Yeah, well, for the record, I love him too, so just to be clear. Yes. Yeah, no, look, it is um, Amar's entry into the league, you know, the timing was perfect. 
It's clear to me, and for anyone who's a CFL historian, there has never been a time in our history where we've had stronger ownership than we do right now. Across the board, this is the strongest ownership group that we've ever had. That's the voice of CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi singing the praises of BC Lions owner Amar Doman, uh, who obviously has helped revitalize the BC Lions by making the kind of investment that's required to keep a brand relevant, to keep a brand uh, uh, growing, and certainly a lot of work to be done, uh, a lot of season tickets still to sell. But here's the opportunity for the Lions. They're in the Western Divisional semifinal today at BC Place against the Calgary Stampeders with an opportunity to travel to Winnipeg in the Western Final, another week of national exposure, and an opportunity to potentially get to Grey Cup 2023. Why that's so relevant, not only from a football point of view, from a business point of view, is guess who's hosting the 2024 Grey Cup? Yes, Amar Doman, Dwayne Vino, and the BC Lions. And to comment on that and walk us through an around the horn take on the business of the major franchises in Vancouver and the Lower Mainland is none other than our regular contributor Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com and Steve we connect on a mega weekend um, your great take uh, earlier this week set the stage for the weekend uh, it's been at least a decade since we've had this kind of aggregate buzz, so to speak, between Canucks fans, Lions fans, and Whitecaps fans, uh, it, it certainly is an interesting weekend to sort of sit back and, and just enjoy the vibe, isn't it? It is. It, it's, I, I think if, to be either in front of your TV and, and you know, you've got lots to watch, you know, over the next 24 hours or 36 hours or whatever it is, or to be to be downtown and kind of in that hustle and bustle, I think it's going to be fascinating. And just to see what it does for businesses, just to see what it does for restaurants and, and bars and people downtown, I, I, I think it's it's just a, a, a mega weekend. You throw in UBC football, you throw in Giants hockey, and you throw in two or three other things, and there's a there's a lot to do. So I, it's 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 I mean it's as fun a weekend to be a sports fan as maybe. We, you know, at, at least a decade. Well, let's go around the horn with the three participants in this mega weekend. Uh, first of all, the BC Lions. You heard Randy Ambrosi's um, uh, comments, uh, very positive comments about Amar Doman. Uh, I know there's a lot of things that he has done, but what do you think is the single most important thing that he's done as owner and governor of the BC Lions that has contributed to their success on and off the field, at least to this juncture this year he just feels real he feels approachable he feels i mean he's obviously a guy not, not all of us have the financial wherewithal to own a, a pro sports team but he's a guy that's that that stepped up and a guy that speaks and a guy that is out doing things and is, is paying attention to his fan bases you know moving moving games you know game times to get more um, island fans and, and um, interior fans here. And, and he was doing, you know, listening about uniforms. It feels like it feels like there was a real push to get the gun black back. And I, I just, it, it feels like they're paying attention to the customer. And 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 I mean, the, the for me and and you and I have had this conversation before. Bang for your buck is you know paying attention to the customer. Nobody did it better than, than the baseball team. The Lions are getting there. Feels like the social media is getting there. It feels like 
feels like it, it you know that they, they they are paying attention to what people are asking for we're talking to Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com. It's around the horn on the sport market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet radio network. Vancouver Canucks, Tom Gillardi is in town, but he's in town as the owner of the Dallas Stars. The Canucks owned by Francesco Aquilini. Of course, um, uh, the famous uh, court case. Cavaliers Blazers are are also in town today. Well, there you go. Like that makes uh, that makes it. So I mean, night for Tom Gillardi. Yeah, it could could be a really big night. But of course, Francesco Aquilini and Ron Toigo hope it's a really bad night (laughs) for 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 Tom Gillardi. But uh, that ownership rivalry aside. Given the contentious transfer from um, Orca Bay Sports and Entertainment to the new yeah. uh, ownership, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, on a scale of one to ten, how were you? Uh, how far down that scale were you anticipating the Canucks having this kind of a matchup uh, at the end, at, at the beginning of November, seven uh, two and one going into a game against the seven one and one Dallas Stars? I didn't think they would be. I didn't think they could get the puck out of their zone as well as they're getting out of the zone. I didn't think they would get that structured play. I knew they would be more structured under under Rick Bertocca. I didn't think, think they'd be as structured and getting as many. They there's there's very there's very few passengers. Feels like everybody's on you know on top of their game and, and everybody's buying in and and I think he's doing a a, a good job of 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 keeping expectations where they need to be not, you know, when things go great, not letting them feel too great. When things go bad, not letting them feel too bad. I, I think he's, I think he's done a marvelous job. And again, a guy that, that feels real and approachable, a guy that you feel like you could, you could connect with. I think there's, there's, there's been an honesty and a, and, um, um, just, a, just, a, a, a frankness to him that that's been, Really, you know, really good to hear. We're talking to Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com. Number three on the Sports Mega Weekend, the Vancouver Whitecaps. They play LAFC. What a strange, strange year, eh? Very, very strange. Uh, but here you go. You've got the Whitecaps having a home playoff game, which, of course, is always uh, a big bonus, especially given the track record over the last. Uh, 11, uh, 12 years. But this is the first time in MLS franchise history that they're opening up the upper deck at BC Play Stadium. How significant is that for the Vancouver Whitecaps? And very quickly, uh, how do you define success for them? Um, Winning to force a third game or winning the series? What will move the needle in preparation and sales Uh, for next year? To be blunt, I think for me, with the year, the, the way the year's going, where <clears throat> there were points you thought they were dead in the water and we were never going to see them again, and points where you thought, man, they could win the thing, and kind of everything, everything in between those two, those two points. I, I, I just want to see them be strong tomorrow. If if they put on a show and and, and push it tomorrow and, and and are in contention tomorrow, I think that's a good. I I, I think that's a worthwhile step. I think to. To ask them to come back and win the series right now, I, I, I mean, I, I have that the bar. I, I think that's a little high. I just, I'd like to see them come out, come out and, and perform and, and put on a show 
you know, in in front of the home crowd. You know, I I think we talked last week. It's as much as it's about winning or you know winning and losing. There's there's also about entertaining and about playing well and playing hard and and creating a brand that that people can get behind. And I, I think having a strong showing in uh, you know in front of that crowd, I think is going to be really important. Not only, of course, is LAFC defending MLS Cup champions, so they're a very, very tough first-round opponent in the MLS Cup playoffs this year, but they're also the richest franchise yep. in uh, Major League Soccer at a valuation at, of a billion dollars U.S. Certainly a tough proposition, but, uh, you know, I think what you're saying is fair. A solid close competitive match and a solid work uh, uh, effort uh, that might be enough to help continue people to reopen their minds and their um, their uh, sports fan is so to speak if I can use that word uh, of, continue of the, to make, make them make them more and more likable and easier yes. to, you know easier to root for yes <laughs> shifting uh, shifting gears to the Vancouver Giants you mentioned the Kamloops Blazers in town um, Tom Gallardi uh, a managing a general partner of the consortium that owns the Blazers and owner of the Dallas uh, Stars uh, the Vancouver uh, Giants uh, certainly uh, needing to keep pace with a couple of teams that are doing quite well in in their division. Uh, what's your take on the Giants so far this year? Trying to find out who they are, trying to find their identity, trying to fit in with a new coach, uh, trying to get over not having Samuel Hansik, who's their best player. Sam getting better. Uh, could be you know, at last word he wasn't skating, so until he's skating, it's hard to get a real timeline on when you know when he might be back. I think the, the Western Conference is is Portland and, and Prince George, and then everybody else is very close. I think this is a year rather. I, I this is a year I'd like to see them make a you know make an ad, make a significant you know bring in a a nineteen year old that can really be a leader for them and, and really get their young group that's very good some playoff experience. I, I think that's going to be the challenge. I, I, I'd like to see them do that. So much is going to depend on when when Hansik's back and, and how he's back and you know what what, uh, what what form is he in. Uh, just very quickly, uh, putting the spotlight on the Tom Gallardi side of things, uh, the Blazers certainly a heritage brand in the WHL. Uh, uh, you know, certainly community ownership was a was a going concern there. Uh, now this uh, consortium, uh, Gallardi gets uh, uh, very positive reviews from all the people who deal with them as stakeholders of both the Blazers and the uh, Dallas uh, Stars. Uh, it, it, it certainly is interesting to have a Vancouver. Vancouver businessman owning a Dallas franchise, and then also wanting to add to it in uh, in 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 Kamloops. Obviously, a lot of special connections there for him and, and him and the uh, Gallardi family. Yes, and, and I mean that's I mean, that's uh, this Western Hockey League is at its best when teams like Kamloops and Portland are at their best. Some of those older heritage brands. So I I, I think to have them do as well as they did last year, and, and to have them host host the Mem Cup and, and, and do the things they did. I, I think it was a great year for the WHL. We'll see we'll see what they do. Do they do they add this year or do they try and make some trade trade out some older older players, some some you know, eighteen and nineteen year olds to, to bring back some draft picks. So to kind of make up for the I, I mean they they made a trade and I think they gave up 10, 10 picks in the trade. 
so that you know they've got some some capital to decide whether they you know to decide whether now is the time they want to try and bring that back. Steve, we've got you for another ninety seconds or thereabouts here on the sport market. We're going to con- continue going around the uh, horn with the Vancouver Warriors training camp uh, owed to Tino Ferra. Um, outside of Tino Ferra's presence um, in the media circles of the Vancouver Warriors, what's the what's the big headline you see going into this month of November? Is it still very much the impact of Kurt Malofsky? I think so. I, I think he's he's brought. A presence, and and there's guys that some some high end free agents that that didn't seem like they would come before he got here. I I, I think it's going to be you know how much better are they? I think they're they're better. Are they good enough to get into the playoffs? Are they good enough to make a run at the playoffs? I mean, this is a franchise that won four four games last year, so they could go eight and ten. And you know, do, do you consider that a you know, a, a good year? So what's the What's the threshold there? I think that's going to be the challenge. So much is going to come down to Aaron Bold, the goalie. I think I think if Aaron Bold has a strong season, eight and ten, nine and nine, kind of on the cusp of the playoffs, I think is very much, very much in the cards for them. Last in our Around the Horn feature with Steve Ewan of the province and theprovince.com, the Vancouver Canadians, of course, they're in off-season. Their parent club, the Toronto Blue Jays, are in off-season. But the Blue Jays are among uh, 30 clubs not named the Texas Rangers who are going to be really looking at all the free agent acquisitions uh, that the Rangers made and wondering what they need to do. Uh, Do you agree that um, uh, even more... Uh, franchises will consider the free agency route and try and emulate what the Rangers have done on such a quick uh, turnaround? Or do you think that most will still sort of have the long-term presence to say, no, we're going to develop from the ground up? I, I, I think, I mean, you you can look at the Rangers, but you can also look at Arizona, which I think was below the below the average payroll. And I think they, they, they had a lot of you know younger guys, I think, with you know talking about minor leagues and with the way the minor leagues were revamped coming out of COVID and the focus on 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 play you know get, uh, spending more time with your players and developing your guys I, I think you're going to see teams teams focus on that I think you're I, I think as much as there's teams like the Rangers there's team like you know teams like the Mets and the Padres that spent a ton of money and didn't you know didn't get anything out of it so I I, I think you're going to see a mix I think you're going to See teams still really try and develop, and once you once you hit a mark where you go, okay, now it's our time, you know, and now it's our time to make a run. I think you'll see those two or three teams really go in and buy, our, you know, really buy, and really find find those last two or three guys to make a run. Steve, as always, so appreciate. I got to run. Yeah, you, you, I got lots to watch on TV. You got lots to watch this mega weekend, of course. So check it out at the province and theprovince.com. Steve Ewan on this mega sports weekend and all the business reasons why it's an interesting one to sort of sit back and chat and watch. Listen, always hap- fun to talk to Tom Manick. Well, there, there, there you go. There you go. I appreciate it. And I'm glad the $5 I sent you uh, made a difference. <laughs> you, you take so, care. All the best. He is Steve Ewan of the province and theprovince.com. Next up, it's the closing bell here on this mega sports weekend in Vancouver. You're listening to us right in debate. The Bulls and Bears is at 650 Vancouver. You're listening to the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650. On the closing bell of the Sport Market, the stock market of sport 
originating from Sportsnet Vancouver 650, should say Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, to get it exactly right. But it's also a big weekend for the collectibles industry in the Lower Mainland. Ken Richardson and the team at Pastime Sports and Games are celebrating the grand opening of their new store in Langley. You can check out all the information at pastimesports.ca, but it is such a big weekend with the Upper Deck Road Show and tomorrow the first ever public autograph signing session um, uh, with uh, Thatcher Demko. All the information to register for that signing session uh, available at pastimesports.ca. Uh, this is a big grand opening. Now he's got the uh, this new store in Langley replacing his original store. He's also got locations at uh, Guildford Town Centre in Surrey, Burnaby Metro Town, and Tawasson Mills. And of course you can uh, go to the online store anytime you choose at pastimesports.ca. Card Expo, as will Ken Reed of Sportsnet, who is a guest in the upcoming hour of Pastime Radio, The Collectibles Show, had a chance to talk about how he was first inspired to be a collector in the hobby. Thanks, Tom. Um, when you, you were saying special guest, I thought you were going to introduce Ric Flair, so I'm glad you said me. Ric Flair is next week. Ric Flair is next week. We got Ken Reed this week. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I might maybe able to let me within five feet of Ric Flair backstage. We'll see. Um, I think I got into hockey cards like most kids in the 80s did. Um, it, it was just something you did. You just picked up cards for a quarter, a pack for Opeachy. And um, as you know, in the 80s, I mean, we didn't have games on TV every night. I was in Vancouver, in Vancouver, someplace where I could just go down to the Coliseum and see Harold Snap. So if I wanted to know what Harold Snaps looked like, I had to get his hockey card, and I could flip those cards over, and I could find out all this, where my hockey heroes were from, how many goals they had, how many assists they had, points, maybe a little bio in a cartoon. And uh, I got heavy into it, and around grade 7 or 8, I actually found out that these baseball and hockey cards I had were worth money, and then, then I went into total overdrive, right? Then I was, uh, I was a little bit before the boom, the original boom of 1989, 1990, around there. And by the time the old boom started, I was uh, I was heavy into it, and I was I was selling cards as a fourteen fifteen year old, setting up shows in Halifax, and having a grand old time. So you really got a double track, right? I mean, you've got your sport television career uh, hurtling down this path, and you've got your passion for collectibles, trading cards, and hobby uh, running a parallel path. Uh, you have so much fun, it looks like, with your YouTube stuff. Uh, just what's different about doing that than normal sports anchoring? What's the same? Yeah, I guess when I'm opening a pack of cards on my Instagram account or whatever, it's just it's just me, right? It's like an acoustic show. It's me and the phone. Um, when you're anchoring sports, it's like you're in Kiss. Like It's like you're Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons because you're just part of the show. You need the guys to hit the cameras at the right time, play the tapes at the right time. Your audio has to be right. You have to be in just the right spot because if Gene or Paul are in the wrong spot, right, they're going to – man, a firework might go over, over their heads or something. So you'd like all that pyro, right? So – um, if you're doing radio, if you're writing, or if you're doing your Instagram videos, you're by yourself. So it's it's uh, it's kind of like an acoustic show, but TV. It's like being in the in the middle of a metal concert, right? Everything has to go just right, and if one thing's out of place, the whole thing looks out of whack. That is Sportsnet sportscaster Ken Reed, who's not only a sportscaster and an author, he's also a collector. 
If you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, Pastime Radio, The Collectible Show is next. Uh, for the rest of the Sport Market Radio Network, thanks so much for being along for the ride. You, if you enjoy rating and debating bulls and bears of sport business as much as we do, you can follow us on Twitter or X, of course, at The Sport Market, T-H-E, Sport Market.